Hello and welcome to Two Player Bros. I'm Mike. With me, as always, is Dave. So, Dave, what's going on? How you doing? Uh, I don't know. I just had a bunch of grilled cheese, and now I'm pretty sleepy. <laughs> <laughs> you are all about your grilled cheese now. Yeah. I found out how much money I spent on Uber Eats in the month of August and the month of July. I, I just eat grilled cheese now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's a good food. I mean, I can't blame you. It's, it's got everything you need. It's cheap. <laughs> <laughs> so, Dave, we've got some stuff to talk about this week. We had DC Fandom, which uh, debuted two new games. And we've got, of course, the question that was on your mind last week where we think game pass might you be. know you keep trying to lean into this and i told you maybe i don't know <laughs> we'll see you need to bring so much energy to this show man because like because you never have any <laughs> i'm down here today i'm down here. never have any yeah lately you've been having come them. on i i bring the hype to this podcast every week <laughs> <laughs> so let's start with dc fandom the first game they announced of course was gotham knights Made by Warner Brothers Montreal Studios. Yep, yep. Uh, what did you think about Gotham Knights? Looks fun. Wish I, I just don't have I just don't have much uh, much to say about it. It's a I don't know what it is. I don't understand what the game has going on. I yeah, don't I don't, know. I don't really. I told you, you got to you got to bring it all today, man. I'm just I'm just here. <laughs> I was also I was really not excited for the game much at all. Once I figured once like it was shown that it wasn't Batman and they showed the game, it just kind of seemed I wasn't a, digging the style. It's not Arkham. It has nothing to do with Arkham. That's what's weird is like they showed two Batman games, neither of which have Batman and neither of which look like their previous Batman games. <laughs> what's going on <laughs> i don't know my my thing is it seems like the developers at warner brothers montreal are really big on no this isn't arkham this isn't the arkham series our own thing then why is batman dead at the beginning i, I get that you're like oh because we want to start fresh but spoiler alert they kill batman at the end of arkham Knight. i don't i don't think that's a wb montreal thing i'm there was a lot i remember reading a lot of like tidbits and rumors mm, yeah little rumors little speculation <laughs> uh that Rocksteady always had some uh, has a grudge about the idea of you know Arkham Origins being a part of their universe, and that uh, another studio was working on the quote unquote like Arkham series. So I assume it has something to do with that. But all right, I don't know. Then you get all of DC. Don't touch Batman. <laughs> but yeah, the the choice to make Batman even dead just muddles your it's not part of Arkham when that's the last thing we know of the Arkham series is that our Batman is supposedly quote unquote dead. And the style of the game just looks like it's trying so hard to be an Arkham, not Arkham clone. How do you I mean? No, it just between the, the action, the beat em up style action, and then also the stealth elements mixed in between. And I think just existing in the world of Batman and being a brawler, just you're going to get those comparisons. It's tough for me, at least to detach from, See, not I, comparing it when I was watching it, things like the health bars and character levels and stuff like to me, it didn't even look like an Arkham game. Mm -hmm. So uh, I really don't know what to expect from it. 
Yeah. I like co-op. It might be fun, but I really just the way they looked, especially like Robin with the full mask and the design of the place looking like a slightly more cartoony Arkham. I just wasn't feeling it much at all. Like the, the motorcycles, the fact they're saying it's open world, but there's levels, but you can go wherever you want at the start and do whatever you want at the start. And the levels are just for you to fight someone harder than what you were before. Then why are there even levels? That's any video game gets harder as you go. That's the whole point. It's just, I don't know. I just don't know how I was feeling about it. Yeah, it didn't wow me in any way. I'll play it. That's Batman. Sure. <laughs> I mean, if it if it has vehicles and stuff, I might. I mean, I'll play it for the show if we have to. I assume you're going to want to. But like Arkham Knight just didn't do it for me. I did not like the Batmobile at all. I wasn't able to get into it. And I don't know. I just want like an Arkham Asylum sequel. Like Asylum. Not this whole <laughs> wander in the big city. I just, I just want to be in my Asylum. <laughs> Asylum is definitely my favorite, but I, I do really like City and Night. I completely understand people's issues with Night being too big and stuff like that. I, I get that. It looks like the Gotham Knights are the vehicles. Like, it's just a motorcycle to get you around from point A to point B, which is another thing I didn't like was that Robin can teleport in this game using the satellites from the Justice League. Just really takes you out of the whole Batman vibe, like being on their own, being in the Batcave, just making gadgets. It's like once you can teleport, I think that takes you out of the Batman space as a hero. I don't even remember him teleporting in the It's very trailer, brief. But... They talked about it a little bit when he did it. It was like, yeah. And then here's Dick Grayson. He can use the, or no, not Dick Grayson. Whatever version of Robin they're using is Robin. Like, uh, and Robin can use the Justice League satellites to teleport himself from point A to point B real quick. And that's his fast travel method. And I'm like, when? When is teleporting a Batman thing? I didn't, I wasn't really feeling it. But it's got time to wow me, I guess. I mean, it's not coming out till 2021 at some point. We'll see how it is. It's six months away, Mike. Not even. That's true. <laughs> yeah. The next game that came out that they showed was the Suicide Squad game. Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League from Rocksteady. Rocksteady finally announcing after, I think, seven years, six years, what their new game was actually going to be a couple weeks ago. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not when was City? Uh, it was this gen, right? So It was just gen. So I'm going to say 2014. Seems right. Maybe 15? 2015. So we're looking at five years. That's a long time to not say what you're working on, just to always just be constantly working on something. A lot of people thought it was going to be Superman. Superman's kind of in it. It does take place in the same Arkham universe, apparently, but it, it looks like a very different game from the Arkham games. Wait, it, it's the Arkham universe? The Arkham developer said during fandom, it does take place during the Arkham universe, and you will see a continuation of that storyline. I think they changed some stuff. Well, that's what I was thinking. The, uh, Arkham Knight, one of the big plot points was Ar uh, Harley was pregnant. And now all of a sudden you're seeing Harley attached to the, the Suicide Squad and stuff, which is weird. Well, listen, I don't see race. So I might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure Deadshot is white in Arkham City. Is Deadshot in Arkham City? Or Arkham Knight? Or Arkham Asylum? Yeah, I'm looking at a picture of him right now. This My dude is white. <laughs> then they have recast yeah that's fine it's just weird weird to swap someone's race <laughs> <laughs> i think probably because now he's more well known as will smith's oh no yeah, for, yeah for sure i mean i when i think deadshot i think will smith right now yeah um it's just i don't 
it's just weird that they'd say it's part of the Arkham universe when Arkham is like so focused on Batman and this is so not. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you get hints of in Arkham Knight, they do hint at Superman a little bit in one of the more glitzy I, I, versions of Gotham City. I don't buy it. I don't think this is part of the Arkham story. We'll see. <laughs> I was pretty sure Harley was pregnant and or dead it's, at the end of Arkham Knight. And tonally and everything. It's it's not an Arkham game at all. <laughs> they can say whatever they want, but it's well, the thing is, not to me. <laughs> a lot of people are like all hyped about this game, but we didn't really see any of the actual game. No, we, we only see, saw the trailer. We saw the, the cinematic. I mean, yeah. this game is probably not till 2022, 2023. Did they say? They didn't say, but yeah, yeah. I can't see it coming out before 2023. I'd be very surprised if it was 2022. But it's another co-op game, just like Gotham Knights, only you're the Suicide Squad. And I don't get this sudden fascination with the Suicide Squad. All of a sudden, that kind of is interesting to me. I think they're cool. They're <laughs> like, all right. <laughs> I like this, this a, lineup using King Shark and stuff, I think, and Boomerang. I like that. Yeah, I, I I, mean, I thought the trailer for this was fantastic. I know it's it's been said all over the internet, but as I was watching it, I definitely got like huge uh, Sunset Overdrive vibes. Yes. And Sunset Overdrive is like one of my favorite games this gen. So if they can just like, you know, capture any of that spirit, I'm totally in. I don't think they will, but like tonally it's there, you know? Yeah. I like that the characters they use were more of the fun suicide squad characters other than maybe Deadshot, Who's a little more military. You got Harley Quinn, King shark. Who's not quite the version you see on the flash TV show, but more the comic book kind of stupid guy who would be King of the ocean. And uh, obviously boomerang has in all the incarnations of all has always been kind of funny, but I really enjoyed that part of the trailer. I liked that a lot. Yeah, no, they all seem like they had a good, just a good vibe off of everyone. And I think you need that one, you know, hard-ass kind of character just so people can tease him, you know? Right. Like, you also you, need a leader. You, I doubt he's the leader, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but even in the trailer, you see uh, he goes to say, I never miss. And they all kind of tease him about it, like, before he says <laughs> it because they know it's coming. I don't know. I, I dug the whole aesthetic of it all. I, I wish that... They weren't so cowardly, though. <laughs> if you're going to make a game about the Suicide Squad killing the Justice League, just let him kill the Justice League. Why, why does it have to be like, oh, Superman's possessed? Well, because the Suicide... Why would the Suicide Squad kill the Justice League other, otherwise? Because fuck Superman. Well, then they wouldn't be the Suicide Squad. They would just be doing their own thing again. I, I just, suicide Squad's part of the government. That's the whole thing. Okay, well, maybe the government gets mad at Superman about something. <laughs> I just it? think it's a, it's a, it's always like, ooh, this color kryptonite did this, or it's brain control, or there was rumors like, oh, what if it's Bizarro the Superman or whatever? Like, I think it's clearly Superman. I no, think no, it's Bizarro's it, definitely got a hold on him. No, it's one hundred percent Brainiac has him brainwashed. Yeah, like I mean, you see like the purple in his eyes and everything. It's got to be. I just wish that they'd like lean harder into being bad guys the anti-hero you know <laughs> yeah i i like that part of the i i'm one of the people that were kind of like at first when they announced it, i was like i kind of wanted to see rocksteady take on a superman game because there's never been a good one and i figured the one company that could make a good superman game would be rocksteady but i do like that scene in the trailer when rock when superman kills that pilot you know, who who are we killing and they all point to him all slow i think that's going to be interesting is like as you progress through the game each you fight each hero as you go. I, I, I like that aspect of the game. Mm -hmm. The traversal also seems really fun if it ends up being anything like the way they show it in the trailer. 
yeah, we don't have we don't have enough to actually talk about that. All we can really talk about is the is the, the tone color. of the game. Yeah. Know? Yeah, like the the look is very Sunset Overdrive and the music they use mm-hmm. and the kind of stretched out boomerang absolutely looks like he's right out of Sunset Overdrive. Yeah. But yeah, I, I like it. I hope that they have the dialogue as you're playing the game. Just that snappy dialogue would be nice. Yeah. There have been rumors for years now that like either Rocksteady or Montreal were doing like a game of service. Like, do either of these games seem like they're going to have like a huge roster of heroes the way Avengers is doing it on on the other side? I think I was thinking the same thing. Gotham Knights, you kind of pigeonhole yourself with just Batman guys. Mm-hmm. But Suicide Squad, there are so many villains that you can choose with so many diverse amounts of of skills that you can really fill those ranks pretty easily. I mean, even the classic Suicide Squad, there's still a decent amount of people missing from that squad. Oh, yeah, I mean, even in the the James Gunn movie that's coming out, it seems like there's got to be like 15 people on the team. Like there's so oh, many. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, even the main squad, you don't even have Killer Croc. Um, you can add Rick Flag, who's supposed to be their leader in all the other incarnations. There's, you know, you could even add Lex Luthor with power armor. You, there's so many different people you can add in this game. Or the lame ones like James, like you said, James Guns use polka dot, man. You can add some bizarre people as you go, for mm-hmm. sure. And Rocksteady, I think, is going to have that initial group of people that play it to begin with. Whereas Gotham Knights, I haven't heard too many negative things, but your reaction kind of mimics mine, which is, eh. Uh, with Goth and with Gotham Knights, it sounds like it's only two play. Even though you have a squad of four, it's only two player co op. Right, it is. Yep. So, so I highly doubt that that one is a, you know, like an online, you know, Destiny Avengers type game. Oh, for sure, yeah. So maybe Suicide Squad is, but even that just doesn't seem like it fits that role to me. But maybe I don't know. I mean, we really don't know much about the game, like how Metropolis fits into it, and Brainiac, and if they can just go off from there. Yeah, I just mean like it just seemed like a weird thing to like. Oh, now we're gonna add a strike where you have to go kill this person or whatever. I don't, I don't know. We'll we'll see what happens. I yeah. don't, I don't have much to say. They'd have to put that, like an but... act in front of the name, kill the Justice League. Act one, kill the Justice League. Act two, blah blah blah. But who knows? Yeah, the t- the title of the game is very specific. <laughs> <laughs> but one of the members of the Justice League is missing. But we'll have to if it is continuing the Arkham story. I'm sure we'll figure something out about that. Um. Yeah, you know, I yeah. I love good superhero games. I don't, I just don't know if either of these are going to be what I want. When was the last you know, good superhero game you I, played? Last good superhero game I played? Yeah, I was thinking that the other day. I like Arkham Knight, but I figure you don't, so. But that, um, even that was five years ago. Oh, no, I like Spider-Man. Never mind, I like Spider-Man on PlayStation. Oh, yeah, I was even, I was thinking DC Heroes for some reason. Um, But before that, Sunset Overdrive. <laughs> <laughs> It's been a long, long time since really anybody's delved into with Disney owning Marvel and Disney kind of being very restrictive on like what comes out based on their people and DC Comics really taking a backseat other than Batman games. I mean, I know you probably don't count it as one, but like Jedi Fallen Order is very like superhero-y. Yeah, Mm -hmm. but I meant like super, like specific, like infamous, I guess would be superhero because you're a new type of superhero. But I guess you can consider Jedi superhero. Yeah, they definitely are. They got powers. (laughs) Yeah, that's all I got on superhero stuff. Oh, we got way more superhero stuff. Really? Yeah, we got Fortnite, bro. Oh, Fortnite. Yeah, that's a lot of superhero stuff going on in Fortnite. (laughs) Yeah, man. There's there's a lot going on with Fortnite in general right now. Um, But yeah, starting tomorrow, we got season four, chapter two, season four 
a Fortnite. It's going to be the the Marvel collab. Did you see all the stuff on this? I did. There's a comic book. Have you read it? I did not read it. Is it available for free online? It's on. It's in Fortnite. Oh, 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 that's right. Yep, I you, did not read it. Yeah, you go into Fortnite and it's right there at the boot up screen. Yeah, I guess uh, your your boy Thor is coming to the Fortnite island to stop Galactus, and we'll see what happens. <laughs> that's pretty cool. I think it's cool that Fortnite is dealing with both DC and Marvel. They're not picking sides. They're just doing. Yeah, they're very cool much things. like just a sandbox. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it, in the I just read the newest part of the comic because it's been like going out over the past week. Uh, but you see, like it looks like X Men are going to have a strong presence in it, which is cool. Um, yeah, Iron Man. Uh, all the. All the guys, all the, <laughs> all the guys are coming. Oh, your friends. But I mean, we've, we've seen a lot of collabs, you know, over the past two years with, uh, with Fortnite. This is the, definitely the biggest one yet though, where literally the entire season is going to be themed around the collab. Yeah. Uh, and you know, I've kind of fallen off Fortnite quite a bit and this has got me like peaked and I'm definitely ready to log in tomorrow and, you know, get the battle pass and. Unlock, unlock all my fun super friends. <laughs> so I'm excited for it. That's cool. I know in November they're doing a, um, I don't know if it's going to be tied to an event, but they're doing the Joker pack with Joker villains. Yeah. It's uh, just like, I think it's just a pack with like three characters. It's the Joker, Harley Quinn, and then a variant skin on um, a Fortnite character. I believe Midas is one of like the villains of the, of the game. Mm. Not that it really has heroes or villains. <laughs> but no, I think that's pretty cool. I like the I like the collaborations. I'm wondering if they're gonna do a James Bond collaboration um in November, because I know that was kind of what they were planning, or I had read that, that was what they were planning for No Time to Die in March, and then they just kind of went, No, it's just general spy themed because nothing happened with the movie. Now was there like actual stuff about that or was it all speculation? It was all speculation. Mm. So it could have just happened to coincide, but who knows? Yeah. I can see them doing that. James Bond's got such a rich video game history too. add a golden gun in there or something for a limited time or something like that. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. You would just be a guy in a suit. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you could do like gadgets and stuff, but the game, I don't know. I don't really see how, see how you do like a major collab other than like just like a skin pack. Just, you know? Yeah. You do like a Jaws and Odd Jobs and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It'll still be fun though. Sure, sure. Get Odd Jobs hat. As a weapon, ah, <laughs> oh, that'd be neat. I wouldn't mind that. But yeah, I mean, if you don't log on to Fortnite, you want me to play with you? You just let me know. No, I'll definitely, I'll definitely be on tomorrow night. Sweet, I will be at work. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess you won't be playing with me. I won't. Did you see all the epic Apple drama? Yes, I did. What do you What are your thoughts? Let's Let's go into there for a little bit. Um, I, I don't have much else to talk about. <laughs> the epic Apple drama app. Obviously, for people that don't know, Epic bypassed Apple's terms of service by having you buy things straight from the Epic store. You went to Fortnite and you bought your coins, your battle passes, your stuff right in the game, which violates Apple's terms of service, which is you have to buy it from Apple to use it on an app. You can't buy it through an app. It's to protect the customers. And that's a way to bypass Apple's 30% take. They take on anything that you do on there. Apple obviously got mad, pulled Fortnite, threatened to pull the Unreal Engine after Epic decides to sue Apple. It's all a mess. On the one hand, 30% is way too much. That's ridiculous. But on the other hand, it's Apple's store. So they get to do what they want to do. If you want to do business with them, you shouldn't have signed the contract. 
But I, I get what Epic's trying to do. I get that Microsoft, you know, is kind of backing Epic with like, no, don't take away Unreal Engine. I know Microsoft just kind of got slapped with not being able to put the xCloud on their service for almost the same reasons. So as a consumer, as someone who has an iPhone and wants to be able to do these things, yeah, Apple, let them, let them play. But on the other hand, you sign the terms of service. There were better ways to go about it than how Epic went about it, I guess. What do you think? Well, what would be a better way to go about it? I don't know. I Not straight up just violate the terms of service right away and then call Apple uh, an ass just to well, I mean, take it away. They violated the ter- They violated the terms of service because they literally were just like playing Apple to get them to pull it so they can start Create the lawsuit war, and all yeah. this stuff. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I, I have an iPhone. Mm-hmm. I definitely think that Apple's, you know, systems are super restrictive just as a consumer. Mm-hmm. I hate the fact that I can't sideload or have access to another play store on Apple. And it's, it's stupid, especially as phones have become such like, an essential thing, you know, it's just weird that there's no competition on the market. Really? Like you get so locked into a certain ecosystem that it just doesn't make, even if you're not happy about something, it's, it's such a big move to change ecosystems on a phone, you know, Mm -hmm. like now I have switched ecosystems systems on my phone. I've been in both major ecosystems plus Microsoft's ecosystem for a little while as well, while they were still active in the space. But you know, I've, spent hundreds and hundreds of dollars on stuff in stuff on the app store. I'm not going to just like throw all those apps away now. Right. And jump to another jump, jump back to Android. Right. I like what Epic is doing, even if it is very much for their own game or their own gain, just because if they are victorious in the loss and everything, it is better for everyone, you know? Sure. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously we're not legal experts or anything, so we don't have like super insightful things to say on the topic, but it, it just, it doesn't seem right how controlling it is. The, the xCloud stuff that you mentioned, I think is even more disgusting. Like That really pisses me off. That's, yeah. that's really gross that they say, you know, I can have, I could have Netflix on my phone, mm-hmm. on my iPhone. So why are they why are they talking about how oh no we need to specifically curate every game ourselves or whatever because you don't need to do that for any other streaming service. Yeah, I can even go into my Amazon Prime app, rent a movie from Amazon Prime, not from the Apple Store. And all of a sudden that's okay. And it could be the grossest movie of all time. I can Human Centipede, boom. You didn't rate that. You have no idea what I'm watching. Yeah, it it's very much because Apple makes all their money from games on the App Store, you know? Right. Um and yeah, it's just kind of gross. It's just kind of gross. So I'm interested to see what happens. I mean, as as selfish as it might be for Epic, since the success of Fortnite, I think they've really just done tons and tons of stuff to make the industry as a whole better. Mm-hmm. And if I don't know if they can, you know, destroy Apple's, you know, grip on on the smart on smart devices. Um but that'd be cool if they could, because you know if they've done, they pushed Steam further to make it more developer friendly. Mm-hmm. You know, the reason crossplay exists between consoles is because Epic said, 
it needs to exist. Yep. I mean, do you remember the first time crossplay happened? Oh yes. Where where Epic says accidentally, quote unquote, accidentally just turned Oops. it on. Oh, we didn't. It was a switch. Uh, it was so easy. We just know, accidentally did it. <laughs> we pressed the wrong button. It was as simple as that. <laughs> and then suddenly it's like, oh wait, so this is completely possible. <laughs> and I think they've done tons to you know just pressure the big companies to to make things better for developers and make things better for consumers. So even if it means they make a ton of fucking money off of it, I I got to have their backs on this one, you know? I agree. I don't like the way Apple's Epic might be going about it, but I do side with Epic and I, I do disagree with the way Apple has done but things. But until you challenge it in the courts, it's never going to change. So like, exactly. So I think that they did exactly what they had to do. I think it is weird how they like are trying to weaponize their fan base and everything. And like, how as soon as the lawsuit goes up, they have all this like in-game events. The 1984 you know? app. Cover. Yeah, the, the 1984 commercial. And then the, uh, this weekend there was the uh, uh, free Fortnite cup, which had like a huge prize pool. They were giving away tons of like systems and consoles and stuff. Oh, of course. Um, <laughs> if you, uh, if you just played in the tournament and earned like 10 points uh, in the tournament, which is a very easy thing to do, you got a free skin of like the, the Apple villain from that commercial that yeah. they did. So you actually get that skin. That's awesome. I think it's interesting how they they're going about it, but no, I, I think it's definitely like a monopoly that Apple has, and I think, like you said, Epic's done great things. That's the whole point of of capitalism is everybody like if they have a fair chance to compete, innovation happens, like the crossplay, like the Epic Store, and then it helps Steam Store, and hopefully this paves the way for like XCloud and stuff like that on different consoles and a more free market on probably the most restricted of all technology in terms of the like the store pages the one thing that was throwing me off is I'm like why if they're going after apple in this way why aren't they going after like playstation and xbox in the same way and tim sweeney actually put up a post or uh, a tweet today that kind of explained it which i thought was interesting he actually said sort of similar to what i said they see smart devices as a utility you know it's consoles are like this these specific things designed and they tons of development costs and everything. Yeah. I'm interested to see what would, um, what would happen with that. And I hope it does free up if only so that I can get Microsoft X cloud on my iPhone. <laughs> there you go. So speaking of Dave, so last week we talked about a topic. Nah, you need to come up with your own topic, Mike. All right. Then you want to talk about the, I will talk about whatever you want way everything is handling how to go from old system to new system in terms of here's your backwards compatibility version of this or here's your new xbox x playstation 5 didn't we talk about this last week kind of but there are two like bring it bring a spin to it make this a real topic mike what do you got so i gotta spend 89.99 to buy call uh call of duty cold war are you gonna do that xbox one xbox one x and xbox series x to get my upgraded version no, I'm not going to do that, Dave. That's disgusting. Because, and, and here's why. Yeah, tell me why. When tell the last me why. When generation of games came out, I bought Call of Duty Black Flag came out. Or, uh, call, that's, Assassin's not a, Creed, that's not a game. <laughs> Assassin's Creed Black Flag came out for Xbox 360. A week or two later, it came out for Xbox One as, the, as one of their launch games. So I was like, I'll wait two weeks. Let me get it on Xbox One. Draw distances were better. Load times were marginally better, and that was the extent of the game. So it's the same game. I can't imagine that you're going to pay $89.99 to get... Essentially, you have to buy... You're buying two versions of the game, 
or you just have to buy two versions of the game, you're not going to get a, a marginally, like a, a crazy upgraded version of your old game. It's going to look essentially the same. I think those upgraded draw distances and loading time, you're going to get just because PS5 and uh, Xbox One, for the most part, everything's going to be backwards compatible. So you're going to get the same looking game, but now I have to pay $90 to get that game without any advertisements on this is what our newer version is going to have. Ray tracing, improved graphics. You're going to get this. Uh, you know, look at these d- textures. Let's do comparison image on Photoshop. They're not giving you any other information of you're going to get the backwards compatible version, I guess, but it's not the real upgraded version. I think it's it really like Call of Duty and another game had like a similar thing. And just reading those descriptions kind of like it kind of disgusted me, it like kind of grossed me out reading them. Such a ploy. A ploy. <laughs> a ploy. These motherfuckers. <laughs> um, I mean, I have thoughts on it, but just for fun. Why do you feel like you're entitled to two versions of the game? I'm not. I don't feel I am. I feel like, because especially you, th- like. Is, the next gen version of the game is going to be $60. Is that accurate? I believe so. Okay. So just buy that but one. The, uh, who knows? Exactly. So I just wait two weeks and buy the, the next gen version. Or. I just buy the regular version and play the backwards compatible because it's not going to be very different. Okay, so what's the problem? Some consumers aren't <laughs> going to do that. It's like me and DLC content. As soon as you give me a gold edition, I'm going to want it. As soon as you give me the option, oh, you buy this $90 version, you get the upgraded version also. So I'm buying one and a half. I just, I feel like some people don't have self-control. Some people are are, are kids playing these games and they're the ones going to the store page. And then they're going to tell your parents, oh, I need that version. That's the only ver- that's the only version I can get. And that's what companies are really banking on, too, are people who don't may- maybe understand that they're not going to get a a much high quality, a much more high quality version of what they already have. As someone with very little self-control, <laughs> <laughs> who is not going to publicly state the amount of money he spent on Uber Eats in the past two months, <laughs> uh, I get it. You know, I, I, I've said on the podcast my thoughts about how annoyed I have been with uh, Microsoft and the branding for smart delivery. I think that companies should just give you the next gen version, but it's it's not something that I'm gonna go ever be up in arms about because I just don't care that much, and it, it is. It'd be real cool. Hey, hey, Activision, it'd be real cool of you <laughs> uh, to just give a free upgrade. But they don't want to. So it is what it is. <laughs> like, I get that. Because yeah. if you have, you have a Xbox One right now, right? Let's say you decide to get a, a PS5. Mm-hmm. Should they give you a cross console version of the game. I was going to talk about that kind of stuff with the game pass in five years thing. <laughs> <laughs> but no, if, but if I jump to PS five, should I be able to play both versions of COD? Yes. In my opinion? Yes. I think when you buy a game, you should buy the license for that game and be able to play it wherever you want. Kind of like how Xbox wants to do it. And Microsoft wants to do it for their, so you, game pass. so you want to just completely go around the Xbox and PS5 store? Yeah. 
But then how will Xbox and PS5 make money to take it a small split of the take, I guess? Uh, no, but that's what that's what they studios. that's what they get through the store. <laughs> Sony and Microsoft both have their own game studios as well. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe you buy it on the Activision store page. Sure, but on on online on their own website. So so Xbox and PS5 just have to become like subscription services? I think that's the future. But that's neither here nor that's the future. That's not now. So right now no. If you're going to change ecosystems for right now, no, they don't owe you. I think in the future, yes, they should. But right now, no. That's going to take some time. That's the future of gaming. But they should at least not... It's not even that there's two versions. It's that now you're offering me an $80 version of a game to get two games. Whereas if you just said, no, they're two different games, I'm not going to buy that $80 version. I won't get your second game. Don't offer the extended pack as like this deal you're offering. It just seems like the devil in like a shop like in Rick and Morty offering like the flute that will help you but also curse you some way. See, I, the the problem I have with having a problem with it is like let's say right now if I buy an Xbox Series X when it comes out and I bought the Xbox 1 X version <laughs> of Call of Duty, mm-hmm. I am more than happy just knowing that that version will work on the series X. Right. I, you know, maybe I won't get the upgraded texture pack or whatever. And I think it's gross that they won't give that to me, but I'm not going to be upset about it because my game is still going to work on the new console. Right. So like, I don't know. I'm just with last gen. I got it a little bit more just because if you bought black flag on Xbox 360, Mm-hmm. And then a week later it comes out on the new console or two weeks later it comes out on the new console. And then your Xbox 360 version doesn't even work on that new console. That's that sucks. Yeah. <laughs> like, like that just kind of sucks. But now that they all work that, that is exploiting your, your anticipation for the game with the current gens though. If, if my library is going to come with me to the next gen, I'm just not that worked up about it. Like I, I'm still annoyed with Microsoft for their branding of a smart delivery and promise promising me that feature. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not going to get mad at, at, into, at the third parties and the publishers for not offering it if they don't have to. <laughs> I don't know. I just think the $90 version of call of duty is, is gross. I wouldn't even mind if like you so, get the game so buy the $60 version. I'm not, I'm going to, but or I'm not, I might not even get it at all. But that's the real thing is you're not going to get it anyway. (laughs) (laughs) But the like, I would even be okay if I bought Call of Duty Cold War on um, one X. And then I go and I get it on on Series X. I get my backwards compatibility version. They're like, hey, which you're going to get for fifteen dollars. Upgrade your version you've bought before. Okay, don't initially make me have to buy the ninety dollar version. Say when this comes out, if you've already got the old game. Pay 15 bucks, which is, I think, what Remedy should really do with Control. If you don't have the Ultimate Edition, pay $15 to make your original edition the Ultimate Edition. Something like that. I don't think initially saying you're spending $90 on this one game right now. That, I think, is where I have the issue. I don't know. I I stand by everything I've said. (laughs) Which I don't disagree with. I I don't know. It's just 
that $90 price point just kind of disgusted me of, yeah, you want to pay this almost 100 bucks for this one video game to maybe play it nicer on the next console? I think if they just came out and said, or just buy the normal game, and then when you want to upgrade, when you're ready, you can do it later for a shorter, a smaller price. Yeah, it'd be nice if you could buy the Series X version and then just play it on your Xbox One as the old version. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. I don't know, Mike. I just don't. I'm I sorry. Don't. It's just so different. Like that, that, this kind of issue in terms of jumping generations, like you said, it's not something that's really been an issue before. It was, it's a new thing. You can't play your old games anyway. Get all new games. It's how it's always been. It's how it always will be. But now well, it's like there's all these new issues that are popping up. And now it's like, hey, you can still play your old games. And as gamers, we're kind of, we always feel kind of entitled and we say, no, but we want to play the new version of it. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's not a huge deal for me. It, I, I agree that it would be really nice if they offered it, especially for a game. <sighs> Yeah, no, I, I, I don't want to go any <laughs> further on it. <laughs> so, so Mike. Yeah. <laughs> how is your fucking road to Valhalla or whatever? My road to Valhalla, Dave? <laughs> well, it's going great. So when we last left, I was starting Assassin's Creed Unity, a game that was originally <sighs> bemoaned by everyone when it came out for being one of the most broken games of all time. I fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> but what I played was a much patched new missions, less uh, microtransactions. You know, I could actually play the game without having to buy everything in the game or buy missions or play their stupid app game in order to progress through my main game. Tell and me about the goddamn game. <laughs> so the game does an amazing job at making a fully realized France during the time of the revolution. And it's such an upgrade from Black Flag in terms of graphics. It's the first true next, or I guess current gen, game from the Assassin's Creed series. And they do such a great job with textures and lighting and making this. There's hundreds and hundreds of people, which is nice because in Black Flag, most of the islands were very uninhabited. So you see this town littered with life with all this type of stuff going on. And that just is immediately enthralling to me. All this history going on. The story, though. There's not a lot of story in Assassin's Creed Unity that really attaches it to any of the rest of the lore. It's pretty light on story. But it's still a fun game. It, it upgrades your movement system. It does a better job at the fighting system, but the fighting system is still something I think that if you played, you would really not be into it. I'm still waiting to see what, um, what Origins really brings in terms of like the RPG fighting mechanics. Nothing's really there. Outfits don't matter. The is weapons it, used is Origins matter. next? Origins is not next. Right now, it's Syndicate. Okay. So I've beaten Unity. I'm on the Syndicate. Hopefully, I'll get a chance to play that um, a little bit after I beat Hellblade, which will probably be tomorrow. <laughs> How far in are you? Uh, about a quarter of the way through. Okay. So if it's a five-hour game. <laughs> I think it's like seven. Unless I die, and then it's permadeath. <laughs> but I hope I don't. <laughs> I don't I don't see myself dying. How are you liking it? One sentence or less. Oh, it's really pretty. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so. Syndicate's next takes place in London. I'm hoping that's going to be a fun time. It's got much better reviews. You did uh, <laughs> three more games. Three more games. Okay, now. Okay, cool. <laughs> what have you been playing, Dave? Uh, I haven't really been much of a gamer the past two weeks. I've really. I'm trying to think of what I've been playing. 
Uh, oh, I bought Samurai Jack this week. Oh, really? Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> we were playing, uh, we played Terminator a few weeks ago, right? And you were talking about how, like, it reminds you of a movie license game. Yeah. And I, I didn't really catch that vibe when we were playing Terminator. I thought it was more fleshed out than a license game. I didn't really push you on it because I didn't really care about the game at all. So it was like, whatever. <laughs> but this feels like, uh, this feels like one of those PS2 tie-in games. It, nice. It's got some deeper systems in, as far as like leveling up and like skill trees and stuff that weren't really prevalent in the early PS2 generation. You know, I feel like 360 PS3 was when like, everything became an RPG, right? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I've been playing that. It's pretty fun. Really difficult. Uh, really? It's difficult? I can't beat the second boss. You beat me like four times. But you're an expert samurai. You, I know. You played Sekiro like 80 times. And there's a parry system and everything. <laughs> but the, like, the timing on it is just bizarre. It's <laughs> like this big crab guy that keeps swiping at me. And he's kind of a douche. <laughs> so I'm going to try to pick it up again. But... I might be done. I might be done with it after just like an hour and a half. We'll see. Gotcha. You were also playing that Game Pass game, right? The, oh, Xeno uh, Crisis. Yeah. yeah, Xeno Crisis. Did you have you played any more of it? Not anymore. I've played it that one time, but it, it seemed it was a lot of fun. It was a nice um, throwback. I, I haven't played it this week, but like for the two weeks prior, I was pretty obsessed with that game. <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, if if anyone hasn't checked it out, definitely check it out. It's a ton of fun. It's like uh, the Quickest comparison would be Smash TV, right? Yeah, I think so, yeah. So it's like Smash TV. It's It feels like a total throwback to those arcade, like SNES slash Genesis games, um, but not in a way where it feels like it is imitating them. It The closest game to compare to in that sense, I'd say it's almost like Shovel Knight, where it just feels like it belongs in the conversation with those games, mm -hmm. like, you know, you, it doesn't feel like it's so much as a love letter to those games as it is just one of those games. Um, and I, I just really appreciate the, the cheesy announcer voices. And then the, I'm not going to break down the mechanics of the game. It's very much like smash TV. Um, just exploring the areas, defeating the waves of enemies, killing the boss, Grueling difficulty. Oh, the difficulty a, a is cool scoring cool. system. Uh, lots of different power ups and stuff. It, it's just really, really, really good time. Let me ask you this: I, Is there a difference between the lady character and the guy character you choose at the beginning, other than their ending sequences and stuff? I don't think so. Um, I was trying to see if there was a difference, but like mechanically, no, they're identical. It might have just, I think it was just like random at the beginning, but I noticed when I started playing as the lady character, I was getting the shotgun like way more often, but I think that was just chance. Okay. Um, but no, I, th I think they're identical. Um, but I, I did notice for whatever reason, when I started playing as the lady, I was getting the pump shotgun, like every single power up, not every single power up, but like multiple times per match compared to the guy where like, I would very rarely see it. Um, but I, I think that was just happenstance. Yeah, it's just what happened. Gotcha. It's like the time in Fall Guys where I ran through all eight doors <laughs> <laughs> on the first try. Mythical. Have you played any more Fall Guys? I played it a couple times. It's still great. I, I just, you know, I mentioned when we were talking about it last time that I 
didn't think I'd pick it up again or I might not pick it up for a while. And yeah, I just can't, I just can't bring myself to jump in. But that's too bad. A lot of times, like before I go to bed, like I'll be like, I just want to do one more thing. So I'll I'll put Fall Guys on and just do one match. Hmm. And it's it's a really good time. And it's you know, I've been doing a lot of I do audiobooks, I do a lot of the horror books, so it's nice to be like play something that's just really nice and friendly and just happy. Mm-hmm. And this is like it puts me in a good mood before I go to bed. It's cool. It's cool. Yep. Have you won any more games? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> just the one crown? Just the one crown. I've gotten to the final match a couple of times, but no. You'll get there, bud. Have you done the crown more than once? Or you said you haven't really been playing? No, I've never even won the crown. You'll get there. Lots of seconds. I don't know, because I might never play again. Uh, we did see at the Game Awards, they're going to showcase uh, season two of Ooh. Fall Guys. So I'm excited to see what they got going on there. They really need to do like major event changes with seasons, though. Because I, I said that they would have to be putting in a new map every week. And it doesn't seem like that's going to be the case. Right. So no, they did say they're going to have a bunch of new maps and stuff as they go on. They just didn't say how often they're going to start changing. Things. Yeah, I, I think when we go into season two, though, we need like a same aesthetic, but like. We need like a, at this point, I would say you probably need a whole nother 15 events, like brand new events for season two and then start mixing in the season one events again and create a more. Diverse, more random. So you're not playing soccer every time you play. You hate on soccer, but I still think soccer is one of the better games. <laughs> Did you read that the Fall Guys now have an official height? Uh, I saw a tweet. I did not know it was official, but that motherfucker was massive. <laughs> <laughs> they're huge. They're like 5'10". Yeah, they're and like three feet wide. <laughs> they're like the, the big Hero 6 guy. <laughs> yeah. I was like looking at it. I was like, that's ridiculous. It's terrifying. I thought they were jelly bean size. They... <laughs> that's i i'll say that again the fall guys has been doing an amazing job like whoever their community leader is or their the guy running their socials is just he's crushing it or she's crushing (laughs) it i i think it's a guy but i don't know (laughs) i don't know whether that was funny that's all i got today this week um you got anything else to bring to the table i mean game awards are what two weeks away three weeks away are they i was or gamescom i'm sorry gamescom not game awards is something going on tomorrow? Yes, I can't remember what it was though. I think Gamescom. Gamescom is tomorrow. Starts tomorrow. Tomorrow is uh opening night live. I think. Okay, I thought that was next week. So yeah, Gamescom. So we'll have a bunch of stuff. Soon. I think. I think you're right. I think. So that'll be something we could talk about in two weeks' time. Yep. All right, we'll be back next week with the uh, the Hellblade. There, we'll see if I can get through it, or if I'm gonna have to jump over to a. Uh, a let's play. Are Let's you uh, are you playing with headphones on? Yeah, no, it's not that it's scaring me. It's I'm just having trouble knowing where to go, and I'm getting stressed out. And the game definitely doesn't try to like easier make, <laughs> make me better. feel better when I'm getting stressed out <laughs> that I can't find out where to go. <laughs> um, it just makes me feel as anxious as my character <laughs> at times. But again, not in like a horror way, just in like a. It just it's really hitting my anxiety in a strange way, in a way that I can't really compare to other games. Interesting. We'll, we'll go into it yeah. next week, yeah. But do you have any post post game stuff before I forget? Uh what did we talk about last? Ghost Tsushima. Oh my god, that was just last week. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. So that's felt like it was forever ago. Um I don't have anything else post post game. No, I don't think I do. I don't think I do. Good game. All right.
All right, guys. So join us next week for our post-game episode on Hellblade Senua's Sacrifice. And uh, join us the week after that for more news, probably from Gamecom. Yeah, we got to figure out what we're playing after Senua. Senua. Yeah, we'll talk about it as soon as I say. I'm Mike Butler. And that's Dave Cannon. Wait, we're going to like talk about something off the air? Keep on gaming. I don't like talking to you either, so don't. It's the feeling. <laughs> <laughs> it's just I feel like 99% of our conversations are right here. <laughs>